Have you ever wondered why noticing goodness makes the world a better place for someone else? We've been curious, and we wondered what would happen if we asked people to share their stories. So, welcome to the Noticing With Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hello everyone, I'm Amy Johnson. I am, among many things, the founder of the Notice Network, and I am so excited to get to be a part of this Noticing With conversation. Inside the framework of a few simple questions, we want to get the real uncut perspective of people in our community. We want to know how people are noticing goodness and how that's changing their perspective in their life. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll find this positive podcast will inspire you to notice goodness too. On this episode of Noticing With, I get to talk with Julia Spinolo. Julia is a master Yasui Reiki practitioner doctor of nursing practice, intuitive, a source of motivation and inspiration, and my friend. I first came to know Julia on a serendipitous flight from Atlanta to Austin in the fall of 2018. We were strangers when I asked her if anyone was sitting in the southwest seat next to her. We chatted the entire flight, and I was delighted to get to give her a notice keychain and notice her as the plane was approaching final descent. One of my favorite things about Julia is how open she is. She lives and works in the practical and the mystical, and her curiosity makes me want to be more curious too. Julia lives a very intentional life. She is a cancer survivor, and I am grateful that she shared about that part of her story in this conversation. She shared strategies, perspectives, and inspirations that transformed her life. And I believe that those same strategies can help us live intentionally as well. There are so many positive takeaways in this podcast, and I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, let's do some noticing with Julia Spinolo. Hello, Julia. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you today. I always feel grateful whenever I get to talk to you. Just makes me happy. Oh, thank you. It makes me happy to talk to you too. Good. Well, I want everybody to know that our friendship is like the coolest thing to me because of how we met. Um, We met accidentally, which always uh, makes me smile. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really excited for you to bring your perspective today because um, since meeting you like three years ago or more almost, I guess a little Mm -hmm. bit more than three years, um, I have been able to follow you on social media and stay connected here and there. And I'm just always feel better after talking to you. So, uh, I just know everybody's going to love to hear what you have to say. And I think everybody would love the story of the fact that I, um, we met on an airplane. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it was one of those things, like, um, everything that could go wrong in the 12 hours before we met had gone wrong for me. Like flights had gotten canceled and I almost fell asleep and I missed, almost missed the second flight, all the things. And I feel like, um, in that way that I see noticing is so important as, as a choice to make, as a practice to make. I was having to be really conscious and and cognizant that morning of choosing to notice goodness because man, I was kind of spent. I just had this like kind of through the mill kind of thing. Uh And then I sat down on the airplane and I just like popped my earbuds in thinking, I just need a moment. And I was listening to the alchemist and at least how (laughs) I remember it is you were like, 
Are you listening to The Alchemist? Uh-huh. Is that what happened? Is that how yeah. you remember it? Yeah, because I, I believe at that point I had, I can't remember, to be honest, if I had just read the book or it was on my list okay. of books to read. Okay. I think it was on my list of books to read. And I asked you, I said, well, how do you like it? And you were like, oh, it's really good. And then we just started like chatting like we have known each other for years. Yes. And we chatted the whole way. It was what, like a three hour flight or. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And, and I remember too. So I was supposed to fly into Dallas and I, in order to make it work, I'd flown into Austin and or something. I don't remember, but I yeah. remember that it was like a fluke that I was even there and getting off the plane and remember and realizing like, oh, I was on that flight so that yeah. I could meet you. Yeah. It just felt like, a, like one of those knowing kind of things. So yeah. um, I think that's such a, a, a gift in my life when I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can trust that mm -hmm. everything's orchestrating so that life happens um, for me. And it really did feel like that kind of gift. So getting to know you and knowing you now is such a gift. And I want people to get to know you. So yeah. that you can just tell us a little bit about you and then we can dive into our questions. Sure. Um, I am Julia Spinello and I have a um, background in nursing and in medicine. I have my doctorate of nursing practice. I'm a board certified family nurse practitioner and I have been in healthcare for um, many years. And um, six years ago, I had a shift in my life where everything kind of changed for me. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 42. And it was a pretty bad cancer where I had to have a double mastectomy and chemotherapy. And while I was going through my healing process, I kind of had an awakening of, um, it was a spiritual awakening, but really looking, fine tuning of what I was doing in my life, what kind of habits I had, what kind of people I I was hanging around and I realized that I didn't like a lot of the things. And so I started doing this self-work, which is a continuous process, which I'm still working on. It's always a, a work in progress, but um, I shifted. I had some really big shifts. I had um, ended friendships that I had for 30 years. I had um, habits that, um, uh, that lo no longer served me. Um, and I did a lot of healing. I started looking at my inner child and, you know, the family dynamics and why I had, um, even though I was an accomplished person, why I had such crappy self-esteem. Um, so it's just, you know, really um, shedding all those layers of who I thought I was. And um, during this journey, I uh, started looking at holistic um, modalities of healing as well. Um, I still am a strong advocate for conventional medicine, but also looking at the more holistic side too. So I started uh, looking at um, energy healing because I had such bad chemo brain when I was going through chemo that um, I was not able to get rid of it. And my husband, who is an oncologist, was this is said to me is this might be your new normal. And I refused to believe that. And I went to a energy healing session, which seems kind of woo woo, but one energy healing session made my chemo brain go away. And it was like, okay, being in scientific background, I was like, well, how is this possible? So I just really kind of dived into it. And through um, that journey and process, I became a uh, Reiki master, which is uh, Reiki as a form of energy healing. And um, 
so I incorporated that into what I did uh, as far as the medical background. I was a, a professor of nursing. Um, so I was able to teach, you know, the conventional medicine, but also the, the holistic part too. And I actually uh, last year presented at the American Nurses, um, the I'm sorry, the um, Holistic Nurses Association, um, a national um, conference on a study that I did of healthcare workers during the pandemic receiving energy therapy and how that reduced their stress levels. And it was uh, quite significant in the reduction of stress for them. So that was really exciting. Um, so that's where I kind of am now. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. I love yeah. everything about that. Um, most, mostly, I guess I just want to say that I noticed even three years ago or more, how, how intentional you sounded when you talked and you don't know that, you know, about somebody, if you don't live with them all the time and all that, but I just remember you seeming so intentional and um, even though I don't get to be with you all the time, I, I feel that way um, yeah. with, with you. So it makes sense that you have this kind of life, you, you got really serious about your choices um, mm -hmm. and who you were going to be intentionally, uh, because that is one of the things I noticed right away and I, and I continue to. So it's going to be no, uh, no surprise that each of the answers to the questions we're about to dive into, you're going to have really intentional answers for, but I'm so <laughs> looking forward to having you unpack it. So the yes. first question is, what are you thankful for in your life right now? Right now, right now, the the first and foremost thing that I'm grateful for um, is my health. And um, not only being a cancer survivor, but going through this pandemic and um, not getting sick, which is, you know, I'm knocking on wood as I say this, but, and because we're still in the midst of it, but very grateful for that. Um, I actually, um, every morning I have a habit where I do a gratitude journal and number one is my health. And number two is my husband who is, um, such a support, uh, for me and who has loved me unconditionally, especially through all these changes. Cause I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still me, but I'm a different me. And, um, that's a true test of a marriage where, um, your partner can grow with you or at least hold Absolutely. space for you and support you during your growth. Yeah. And, um, you know, not just cancer, but even with pandemics and a lot of marriages broke up because they're around their people all the time and people are panicking and seeing their true self. Um, so uh, those are the top two um, things I'm grateful for, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I have the abundance of, um, you know, being able to travel when I want to. Um, I have uh, two of the best rescue kitty cats God ever, cre ever created. Um, you know, I have wonderful, generous friends. I have a small yet um, wonderful family. Um, I have so much to be grateful for. Um, and I do, I, I, I don't um, take any of it for granted. I love that. Yeah. It's so, it's so fueling. And I love that you say you have a practice of it every morning. Um, I, I do think that so many, um, people lately, I may be attracting this for one reason or another, but so many people lately have kind of had an aha, a rekindling or an aha moment around 
you know what? I do need to take time to just make that a daily practice because Mm -hmm. life kind of starts to happen and it it seems so easy, but it's so valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, and because it seems so easy, I think a lot of times people put it on the back burner. So thanks for saying it. Cause I think somebody listening might be like, you know what, I'm going to start jotting that down every morning or whenever mm-hmm. it works for them. So that's really great. Yeah. Um, there was, and if people don't want to do it in the morning, there is, um, a practice that you can do at night and they've done studies on this. It's called three good things. Mm-hmm. And I get the, uh, the, um, the creator of this idea I, I'm blanking on his name right now but if you google three good things it's where people would go to bed right before they go to bed they would list what are the three good things or li- give three good things that happened today and when they um, looked at um, the stress levels and the sleeping habits of the people that did this exercise they had a reduction in stress and the quality of sleep had increased so it is, I mean, the, it, that, is a, that is a form of gratitude. Um, so it's a different way of doing it and not just first thing in the morning, but at night. And, you know, it takes a minute or two. Yeah, so I, um, sometimes I'm really good about writing it down, but sometimes I just do it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a journal by my bed that I, I my intention is to write it down, but I, I started, I quit shooting on myself a long time ago. So I would say like, I should have done that. And I, I quit doing that because that's not nice, but I, um, I actually do a noticing practice, but similarly, I Mm noticed three good things about me, three good things about others and three good things about the world. And honestly, I do not take for granted how awesome I sleep. I mean, I have friends who struggle with sleep and I'm like, I don't know, I would not be able to function. I'm such a good (laughs) sleeper. So, um, I do think there's, there is an advantage to having that practice at, at night. And then I think I just wake up more grateful in the morning, having gone to sleep like that. Even if I've had crazy dreams, it's just a habit at this point to, to be glad I'm waking up and thinking about those things. So I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The second question is how do you create a positive mindset for yourself? That is a really good question. Definitely the gratitude comes into play with that, but, but doing my, um, my, my self work and realizing how far I've come in my change, um, my change of attitude on how things are, uh, definitely the gratitude, but by creating the positive mindset, um, I look at only things that lift me up. Like my social media accounts are following only people or things that um, light me up or that resonate with me. Um, I uh, don't watch any TV. I haven't watched TV for five years. Um, I don't... Um, so I don't look at local news or anything. I may like check in just to make sure there's nothing going on in our area, but I am not a, you know, a news watcher. Um, I, you know, unfollowed things that were, that if people were negative on social media and stuff, I just, you know, stay friends, but unfollow them. Um, you know, books, you read websites, um, you look at, look at that content and see how it affects your mood because it can, it's just, even just a couple of minutes of it can just really affect your mood. Um, look at the shows that you're watching. Um, what are you binge watching on TV? How else could you be spending your time? 
how healthy is this for you? You know, I used to drink, you know, almost a bottle of wine and watch Orange is the New Black for hours. And I'm, when I started looking at this, I'm like, okay, how is this really <laughs> helping me <laughs> by drinking? And um, watching something that's really depressing and had a lot of violence in it. And, you know, yeah, it was a good show, but how was that affecting me? Did it just get me in that loop of negativity and, you know, that kind of thing. So as far as um, having the positive mindset is being very cognizant and very intentional of what I allow in my life and what feeds my soul. I love um, that. And, and I think um, from other conversations we've had and knowing you a little bit, like that work or that time that you invested in getting to know yourself then lets you know what lines up with you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of times it's the invitation or even the permission. We need p- permission to slow down. And, and sometimes a health diagnosis does that. It's, yeah. it's that, you know, it's, it's scary and it's big mm-hmm. and it's, you okay, what are we going to do with this? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do think there's something to be said for the encouragement that not to wait for that, to, Mm -hmm. to encourage people to give themselves permission to slow down and figure out who they are so that they can figure out what lines up with them Mm -hmm. and what helps them be positive. And I love, I think it's Mel Robbins who says like, you know, somebody can be toxic to one person, but not toxic to another. It's like, you know, you got to know yourself to know what's going to feed you um, with what Absolutely. you need. So I Absolutely. love, I love that you did that work. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Our third question is how do you take time to notice the goodness in yourself and in others? Okay. That's a really good segue from what we just, um, answered, um, in the previous question, because, you know, you want to have all the positivity, but also, I mean, not every day is going to be a great day. Yeah. And not every day you're going to wake up and I'm like at the gratitude journal. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not grateful for anything right now. You know, so one of the things that I've really learned on this, um, this journey, the last couple of years is learning self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And I have been really hard on myself um, in not giving myself self-compassion. There's a wonderful book that's uh, written by uh Kristen Neff, who's a PhD, and I believe it's in psychology, but it's called self-compassion if um, any of your um, listeners want to look that up. But learning that self-compassion, because I believe that if you have self-compassion, then you could truly be compassionate to others. You can notice people, but have you noticed yourself and seeing how important you are and how fabulous you are? So that I think is key to um, noticing the goodness in ourselves, but in others as well as starting with the self-compassion and then having that compassion um, towards others. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. When I first started the Notice Network, um, I thought I really did think this way. Like if everybody in the world could get noticed, then like that would be the goal. Mm-hmm. And then after hundreds, having experience with hundreds of people and watching them uh, either receive or struggle to receive being noticed, I realized, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The gift is not the gift. If you can't receive it, nothing, nothing just happened. It's like, does a tree fall on the forest? 
Mm -hmm. uh, you hear it, you know, is there a sound or how's that go? Is there a sound, you know, mm -hmm. not if there's not an ear to receive it, there's yeah. not a sound. It might've made a sound, but the sound didn't happen if someone wasn't there to receive it kind of thing. I don't know if that, if I even said that right, but do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Right. The receiving part of that's huge and people were struggling to receive. And I was trying to figure out the why there. And so without being a social scientist, I really started looking at it through the lens of almost data collection. Like what is happening when someone literally cannot receive the compliment or flips <laughs> into this like vibrato place? Like what is happening there? And I started realizing, oh, if someone couldn't notice themselves, right, that just did not feel authentic. It wasn't mm -hmm. real. Very and good point. Um, so really that's a big, that's why I, I, I now have coaching and speaking as a piece of what I do. It's not necessarily under the umbrella of the notice network anymore, uh -huh. um, but in everything I talk about, it's that kind of self-compassion, that self-awareness, self-confidence right. has to be a part of that. Right. And I think another thing that people need to look at as their intention for noticing others, because, and I have been guilty of this before, many times before, I'm a girl from the South and we always want to be people pleasers. Mm -hmm. So we would, we wouldn't compliment or, you know, notice people and their reaction would feed our, you know, self-worth. So I think, again, going back to that self-compassion, your intention mm -hmm. to notice somebody is going to, more, to be more authentic, more genuine when you have that self-assuredness and that self-compassion. So you can fully give a noticing without any, you know, ego. expectation and ego in it to receive anything back. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah, it it's a we are complex humans, you know, and so you start and I and I love that complexity. I, I used to kind of sh shrug away from that. I'd say I don't want to overcomplicate things, but man, the the complexity is beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I think there's this um, vulnerability, um, yeah. this courage that it takes when we do start noticing ourselves and mm -hmm. others, you know. So I I love. There's a lot of deep thoughts there. We could call. Oh, yeah. We call this deep thoughts with Julia. <laughs> I can totally go there. That's awesome. Me too. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for, thanks for talking that, that through a little bit with me. Cause I do think there's a lot there that, that might spark thoughts in, in the listener too, you know, just kind of thinking through how, how they notice and how they, what their expectations are when they do that and how to, how to get that authentic for oneself, you know? Right. Yesterday I was uh, in a classroom for I Am Noticed and a lot of times when we're teaching elementary school kids, especially we're reminded to slow down and ask them what they think we mean by certain words. We yeah. should probably always be doing that as adults too, but with kids, you know, and so I was using the word authenticity and then I asked the class, what do you think of when you think of the word authenticity? What does that mean to you? And, and it was really hard at first to come up with a definition that mm. felt real. And we talked about the Velveteen Rabbit and, and like authentic being real. You get to really be you. You don't have to find someone else's way, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it was actually so cool. I wish the conversation was recorded and I could share that because these kids are, kids were so smart about it. Um, yeah. And I, I love the, it, it wasn't naivety though. It was, it was pure. 
Yeah. It was like, oh, I want to really be me. And yeah. I want, I want to really see people uh-huh. for themselves too. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I'll do that I used to do a lot, especially doing my, my self work here is I would pause. I'm like, what is my intention for doing this? What is my intention for saying this? Mm-hmm. And it kind of puts you in check. It's yeah. like, am I doing this for me or I'm being genuine and being kind to others? I love that. Yeah. Okay. Fourth question. Yay. We're cruising. What <laughs> kindness have you seen lately? I see kindness every day. Like today I went to mail off my taxes and the guy that was opened the door for me, even though he got there first, let me go in line first. And I said, well, thank you so much. Um, you know, where I really see kindness is I follow the dodo on uh, social media. I'm such an animal lover and these folks that get these animals and it's just, you know, just pure love and just that heartfelt energy. Um, so I see that every day on my feed. That's like my little warm and fuzzies. Um, you know, in my neighborhood, people, you know, waving or saying hi um, on the, like, you know, Facebook, like I said, I only follow um, positive things, you know, just people holding space for each other and being kind to one. I mean, I just, I see it all around. Um, and I choose to see it all around. I've tried to be, you know, awake to what, it, what that is and what's going on and to notice those things. So um, those are my, I mean, every day. The dodo is my, my um, warm and fuzzy every day. <laughs> I, it may seem so common to you because it's who you are, but it's such an inspiration to me to hear somebody else who's living in this same world that I'm living in, even though we're miles apart, I, I know we're in this, this world. And, and for you to say it's all around. So matter of factly, I think Mm -hmm. that people who um, are choosing to see it and, and are experiencing life with kindness all around, that that voice is actually so inspiring because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people saying this world's gone to hell in a handbasket, you know, I mean, there's, and talking about what's hard, it's really great for me to feel the counterweight mm-hmm. of you, who I see as an intelligent and strong and powerful woman saying, mm-hmm. I see kindness, I see goodness all around. Yeah. That, that feels very encouraging to me. Well, and we have to think too, is that we are the human race we are one race. We are one. We, you know, there's so much division and so much, um, arguing and fighting and, you know, trying to say you're wrong. I, I'm right. When, you know, we're all connected in some way and everybody's journey is different from your own. That's one thing that I had to learn was that, you know, I had to realize that people don't think quite like me or people don't believe quite like I do. And just because they do, it doesn't mean they're bad or it's wrong. So many people want to be right in this world. And if we can just step back from our egos and be like, you know what, this is their journey. This is their path. I'm going to honor where they are and see where they are. So when you do that and you open yourself up, you may not agree with that, but they're majority of the people, their intentions are good, even though you're like, well, I would never do that. Well, for them it is. Um, 
so yeah, it's, it's really opening yourself up. And when you're able to do that, you can see more kindness in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What we focus on, we get more of, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Julia, I'm a Gemini. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, I love duality. (laughs) Um, One of the things that intrigues me the most about you is how you live and work with the science and the energy. Uh, the practical and the mystical, and you seem to approach living from this beautiful holistic lens that I would love for you to share with our community more about. Okay. Um, so yeah, I kind of, um, mentioned earlier that uh, I'm a strong science advocate. (laughs) Um, and uh, again, with conventional medicine, but also that holistic and spiritual aspect of it, of having the best of both worlds. Um, again, not just saying this is right, but just looking at, well, what if, what is like, what I used with, I used chemotherapy, to, but I also use energy healing to help me heal. Um, being open to those um, things where you can have you know, that wholeness effect and not just one track mm-hmm. being open to different things. And of course you could go into like all the experimental stuff, which I'm not going to, I really follow the science and the data, but also how it makes you feel with, um, the, the energy aspect of it. And I mean, I could go down the whole rabbit hole of, I mean, everything is energy. Everything is made up of cells that vibrate at different frequencies. You know, even things that are solid, like the wood here on my desk, everything is made of energy. So when you look at it from an energetic aspect, I mean, you can dovetail in nicely the science part of it, um, you know, and how using energy healing or, you know, good vibes after affirmations, prayer is a form of energy, all of that stuff to help us heal and to make us feel better. Um, so I, I think it is, is, is having the best of both worlds and making it work for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's just so much. Oh yeah. I think there's, there is, um, I guess there's like a giddiness that I feel about your willingness to be curious and find what might make sense and what might work with things maybe you don't know yet, because Mm -hmm. there's, it's kind of funny to me when someone is truly of the impression that they're an expert and I don't deny expert knowledge. I I, I love, I love feeling like an expert in the space Mm -hmm. that I work in. But to have, like, to think I have the exclusive, I I get it all, I understand it all, closed book, we've learned it all, like, that just seems so foolish to me. Yeah. So I love your openness, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, that's why they call it practicing medicine. We're constantly learning things all the time, you know? There's always room for, we're changing as humans, you know, science and, um, information is constantly being offered and it it changes. I mean, we can't, we grow, we evolved. If we say, you know, it's just, this is how it is. And we all can learn. If you stop learning and stop researching, you stop growing. And what's the point of life if you, (laughs) you and I think that it speaks to as well, like, I mean, thinking back to the introduction to this. So as we wrap up, I'm kind of going to bring us full circle Sure. The morning that we met, there's like, right, there's, there's some practicality. There's some 
practical or physical elements to that morning, right? Like it's really early in the morning. I haven't gotten ready yet. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tired and I was late and all the things, but there's this intentionality to my life. And, and I'm, and I've learned over the years to yours to be open. Mm-hmm. And because there was the, even though there was the physical world happening around us, I think that intentionality to be open and to look for and notice goodness, let mm-hmm. us meet. It yeah. let us see the good, even though the, the, the physical, maybe your morning wasn't as hectic as mine that morning, but I mean, it was, it was early. I know that. And we neither yeah. one of us had gotten ready yet. And I know that, yeah. you know, it's like, um, there, there's just this, I guess, a lesson for me mm-hmm. and a, and a confirmation. And, and because we get to be friends, um, in, in that choosing to be open. Yeah. Well that, and you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortability of it all. Hmm. You do because if you are chained, you know, people don't like to change because it's uncomfortable. Hmm. And if we can embrace the uncomfortability of situations or things, look what happens because you were saying yourself, Oh, you know, it's early, you know, if we were like, Oh, I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to have my hair and makeup done. And then I'm going to get on this and we have our plan in our head. But if we are thrown, you know, to our plan, when we have that, like, Oh, instead of tensing up, I'm like, darn it. You know, this should have happened. Be like, okay, let's roll with this. I'm going to be, I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm going to be open to that. And that's when the serendipity stuff happens. It's like, oh my God, you're like, wow, I met this fabulous person that, you know, that were friends, you know? Yeah. So, but that's a key thing is in a lot of people don't like to be uncomfortable and that's the big part of change. And we don't realize that until it happens. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. I imagine that people will want to uh, maybe l- learn a little bit more about you after hearing you talk. Is there a way oh, that wonderful. people can can yes. follow you or? Yeah, my my website is uh, juliaspinolo.com. It's J-U-L-I-A-S-P-I-N-O-L-O.com. And um, I do have um, a Facebook page as well. So if people are on social media, that they can look at that uh, there but they have my contact information on my website. Okay, good deal. Well, we'll put that in the um, notes for the podcast, but I'm excited for people to um, get a chance to see your goodness too online. So that's awesome. I thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. And I've loved chatting with you as always. Thanks for noticing with me. Oh, thanks for noticing with me. I appreciate you. I'm very grateful. I love it. Bye, Julia. Bye. Noticing With is brought to you by The Notice Network. Our mission is to help people notice the goodness in themselves and others, and we hope you always feel welcome in our space. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Notice Network, and we hope you'll visit us online to check out our blog and online store at thenoticenetwork.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're looking as forward to the next one as I am. Until then, I hope you feel seen, I hope you feel heard, you know you matter, and that you can share that goodness with the people in your life.